Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending August 7th, 2020. I'm Brian Yadown. I'm joined today by Russell Investments Chief Investment Strategist, Eric Ristabin. Morning, Brian. Well, we have three topics to discuss today. Uh, first, we'll get your observations on the employment report that came out this morning. Uh, then we'll get an update on the potential for an additional stimulus package uh, from Congress. And finally, uh, we'll touch on rising tensions between the U.S. and China that's sort of developed a little bit more this week. So uh, let's start with the jobs report. So we saw yep. uh, weekly unemployment claims come in lower yesterday, and then we have today's report of 1.8 million jobs added in July. Uh, what what stands out to you in today's big number and, and what should the, the key takeaways be for investors? Consensus is at 1.4. So 1.8 is better than consensus. Uh, I think a lot of people had feared that the resurgence of the of the virus was going to actually potentially take um, most, if not all, the momentum out of that job creation number. Uh, it, it, it did. And when you, when you kind of dissect the numbers, there's good news and there's bad news in, in the numbers. The good news is 1.8 million. That means more people were employed in July than were employed in June. That's good. Um, that means mm-hmm. there is this continuation of kind of economic activity. Um, there were a lot of hospitality and lodging employer employees that came back to work, uh, which was nice to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, what wasn't great to see was a lot of the jobs that were added were part-time workers. Um, you know, and so that gives you a sense that it is a relates to part-time that yes, people are going back to work. Um, but they're not working as much as they want to, not working as much as we would expect them to. And, and then the last thing is, yes, the unemployment rate fell to 10.2%, but that still means 10.2% of Americans looking for work uh, don't have a job, um, which is a, a, you know, a number larger than the peak of what we saw in the global financial crisis, which kind of makes the, the second topic that we're going to move to here, um, you know, kind of puts that in context and, and why that conversation is so important. Yeah, that's a good segue. Let's, let's move on to the next topic, just to get an update on, on the debate within Congress of passing uh, an additional stimulus package. Have we seen an improvement in the outlook? And, and certainly today's big jobs number is going to, to factor into that. And, and it would be good to discuss how, how that could influence the direction from here. Really right now, what it is, it's the Speaker of the House and the Minority Leader of the Senate. They're the ones negotiating with the administration, principally Mark Meadows, the Chief of Staff, and uh, Secretary of the Treasury, Steve Mnuchin. So it, it really is the White House negotiating with the House of Representatives and the Senate. Um, it, 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 the, the challenge the, the, the Senate Republicans have, and, and probably why Mitch McConnell's not in the room, um, is that you know his delegation you know, has proposed a trillion dollar stimulus package. The House has proposed a three and a half trillion dollars you know, stimulus, really more relief package. The problem is, is that even with that one trillion kind of proposal um, coming out of the Senate, they don't have enough votes to pass it. There are a number of Republican senators that really don't want to see any more stimulus being approved. It looks likely that whatever deals 
come to, and I think we still think there is going to be a deal, um, although negotiations have not gone well of late, that negotiation, you're going to need votes. You're probably going to need Democratic votes to get anything approved in the Senate. You definitely need Democratic votes to get it approved in the House. Um, So that is kind of the loggerhead. The the real disagreement, um, and there's many, but but the ones that are really chunky is the Democrats have proposed about a trillion dollars of aid to state and local governments. Uh, and the Senate doesn't want to do that. And the president, and more importantly, the administration doesn't want to do that. The other thing is the continuation of unemployment benefits currently at six. Well, we're at six hundred dollars have now expired. Um, I think that most people believe that it's there will be a continuing unemployment benefit. It won't be 600. It'll be something probably smaller than that. Um, but again, going back to what I just said, you have an unemployment rate of 10 percent. Um, and, and we don't think that number is going to improve dramatically by year end. And so, you know, between now and, and, and when that unemployment rate gets a little bit more manageable, there's going to be a lot of economic damage and there's going to be a lot of American consumers that are going to have to probably go into debt, into financial hardship in order to be able to live through that dead patch of economic activity. And, and they're not going to then be able to resume consumption. One of the reasons that the economy has recovered as quickly as it has is that the American consumer um, was kept in good financial stead by those benefit packages, the $1,200 checks, um, so that they didn't have to go into debt to live through the second quarter. Um, and so that when the old economy opened back up, they could actually go back out and spend in, in retail spaces and restaurants and bars, which they have. That's why the, 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 the market believes more stimulus is necessary because we still have an un- high unemployment rate it, that will create economic and, and financial difficulty and hardship that will kind of permanently impair, or at least for a while, impair those people's ability to consume, which is going to reduce the speed of the recovery um, and certainly the size of the recovery. Right. Certainly a topic to cover in, in future sessions. Uh, for our last topic, let's let's shift over to rising tensions between the U.S. and China. You know, this week we've seen the U.S. take more explicit action against uh, Chinese companies citing national security concerns. Uh, what are some of the key developments from this week, and, and should that be playing into the minds of, of investors? Right now, the policies that have been enga- enacted have not you know, been viewed as being enormously significant for, well, the U.S. economy or the Chinese economy, for that matter. Um, but we're now beginning to move into areas with the WeChat and the, the TikTok executive orders where, you know, the, the concern is, is that China escalates or at least, you know, retaliates for this move. And, and what we see is kind of an escalation of these tensions resulting in something that, you know, may look something like the trade war that we were in for most of 2019. And, you know, for the audience, in 2019, the global growth rate economically was actually very moribund. The U.S. was 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 low and the rest of the world was low. Um, and obviously, the, you know, the pace of economic growth affects the the uh, markets very directly. And so that's where the concern is. Um, and I think it is a concern to keep an eye on. Uh, we're not expecting a full uh, return to that trade war status, but, it you know, it's something you got to keep keep an eye on. And that's I think the market's a little nervous around that. And this WeChat thing evidently is is a big deal because 
it can have a very significant impact on the virtual environment in China um, because uh, WeChat is underpinning a lot of communication services in China. And if, if Apple, if Android are not able to do business with WeChat, the reality becomes that uh, that uh, that would actually then take those apps off of the platforms on Apple and Android. And those are the two major application platforms in China. So this is this is a bigger than a bread box issue um, and, and one very much to keep an eye on. Great, Eric. Well, that's all the time we have for today. But as always, we thank you for your insights and, and glad to have you again this week. Thank you. And thank you to our audience. We'll see you next time on Market Week in Review. <laughs>